Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Keller, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And I'm joined today by my hostess with the mostest, Ninan DeVere DeRosa, out of the fabulous city of Las Vegas. Hey, good morning, Ninan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We just had this big game here. I don't know what went on, but um, it was incredible. Vegas was overcrowded. There were so many people here and so many roads closed, but it was fabulous. Well, so I say I'm you baptized that incredible billion-dollar stadium of yours with that Super Bowl. That, that was one of the most fantastic games ever, for sure. You know, I was about to think I was going to have to buy a boat with all the rain the that rain? has been coming down on California, and you're having the yeah. same thing happen in Vegas, are you not? We are. We had a lot of rain here, which I love because it cleans the air. And Vegas air has to be cleaned out because a lot goes on here. So when it rains, I love it because it's Vegas becomes all clean and pure. Absolutely. You got your red on today, I see. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to everybody out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to move right into our PSA for veterans. As you well know, Ninon, uh, since you've been with the show, that's the heartthrob. Uh, business buzz and business watch we picked yep. it up as a mantle of the show and we intend to take this through to its finality listen if you're a veteran out there or you know a veteran or you just simply care about veterans you need to go to a landing page known as veteran v-e-t-e-r-a-n murders that's m-u-r-d-e-r-s dot com that's plural veteran murders.com where did it all come from well i did a show in november of 2022 where i surfaced a former inspector general investigator who had responsibility of all the veterans facilities from West Virginia to the coast of Maine. And he got a phone call random out of the blue one day informing him that a doctor was murdering veterans in a veteran hospital. He picked up his incredible team, went into that hospital and found out it was true. And by the time they jailed that guy and he's now cooling his heels in a penitentiary, he killed over 300 veterans, your warriors, your men and women who picked up a gun, went to a foreign battlefield, defended your freedoms. And at the time when they are most vulnerable, most trusting and most at the mercy of someone else for their health care, they're being ushered out of this world by not some sociopathic killer, but by doctors, nurses and support staff. So you need to go to veteranmurders.com today. There you will find the playback of the show. 
You will find all kinds of buttons that will lead you to the Veterans Administration if you have a suspicious death in your family. I suggest you go there and make inquiry. You will also, if you scroll down, find Bruce Sackmans, who's the gentleman that I just mentioned, who wrote a book called Behind the Murder Curtain. Isn't that appropriate? Because if you've ever been in a veteran hospital, they pull the curtain around the bed and it's the doctor and the patient. Oh my, what could happen in that privacy issue where nobody can see and nobody can hear? So I'm telling you right now, go to veteranmurders.com today and learn what you don't know about the fact that your warriors, your men and women are being murdered in their beds. Well, we've got an incredible show lined up again by our fabulous publicist, Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller with the Red Carpet Connection. I'm telling you something right out there. If you're a small business, you need to pay attention to the fact that maybe you need a promoter in your organization like we've got one here. But we are joined today by an incredibly unique guest by the name of Douglas Smith. Doug is an electrical engineer with a growing passion for whiskey. Hmm. Doug has developed a deep appreciation for the intricate science between this liquid art. As the proprietor of Whiskies of the World, he has successfully organized Whiskies festivals across the United States for more than a decade. Douglas is also the founder of Whiskey Education Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting whiskey knowledge and fostering a culture of responsible enjoyment. Here, he imparts his extensive whiskey expertise through monthly tastings at whiskey pairing dinners. In his role as the director of the Whiskies of the World Awards, Douglas takes the lead in personally recruiting judges for the annual competition. This ensures a pool of exceptional talent for whiskey, EDUs, collared events, which can encompass all alcoholic beverages, including wine and beer. Adding to his repertoire, Douglas is the proud owner of the Shovels Bar and Grill in San Francisco. This venture provides a warm and convivial setting where whiskey enthusiasts and patrons can come together and savor a wide variety of exceptional spirits. Hey, Doug, not only do you advocate it, you dole it out. Welcome to Business Buzz. Hey, Frank. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Oh, it's great to have you, Doug. You know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, as we were putting this show together at the last minute, I said, my goodness, how could we get a word out there on whiskey? And then it just kind of popped in my head. Well, during the pandemic, one of the most incredible businesses that got shut down and didn't get reopened were guess who? The bars and the clubs, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. So now you are an advocate in the whiskey marketplace, and I'm looking at your bio, and it says electrical engineer turned whiskey advocate. That alone is worth the show. Go ahead, Doug. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I used, yeah, I used to be an engineer. Um, I think the last job I had there was at the uh, Cell Microsystems in, in Oracle. Yeah, I used to be an engineer uh, until I started drinking. Um <laughs> turn out there just wasn't time for both uh so um i don't drink a lot but what i do drink is is good um and and so i just i learned as um became enthralled with the vast intense intense yet subtle flavors of uh whiskey i'd always been a, a foodie uh but but uh discovering how to enjoy whiskey enjoying you know whiskey's like perfume in large amounts, it's it's not so great, but in small amounts, it opens up the flavors, the aromas, and just it's wonderful and it's a great. Well, you're kind of a uh, you're a whiskey connoisseur, 
I've never heard of one, but we have one now. I think it's amazing. I'm not a whiskey drinker. So, Douglas, I need you to help me <laughs> understand whiskey and start drinking whiskey because it's, uh, I understand it's uh, different flavors, different strengths, different. There's many, many different whiskers, and you probably know about them all. So, yeah, that's part of what uh, kind of our, our food pairing dinners, what have you, what we'll do four courses and eight, um, two whiskeys per course. So, a total of eight whiskeys. Uh, yeah, we kind of experience people how to uh, combine those flavors with food. It's it's kind of like a seasoning for your food. So you see how the flavors work with each other. And so that is a great way. Um, so yeah, whiskey, it's, it's somewhat uh, um, dominated by male drinkers. However, females do have more uh, biological capacity to enjoy uh, the flavors because women tend no, to have- It's funny food. how women don't drink whiskey because when you say that, when I'm out and I'm, you know, with my girlfriends and they order whiskey, you know, my head goes, a whiskey? Like, you just don't expect it from a woman, but you're actually right. They don't drink it as much. But um, doesn't a lot of the, the really great whiskies come from Scotland? So, yeah, Scotland is where the the, the industry was, was built up. Um, <laughs> I mean, it started in, in Ireland, but yeah, the, the Scotch really did a great job of building it up with, with a single malt or you know, with a Scotch whiskey. Uh, and that is where it's most prevalent. Yeah, you could never take a whiskey glass away from a Scotsman when it's got like a tiny little bit you can't even see. Don't you take that away. It's like, that's my whiskey, don't touch it. So what made you go from one business to another business, um, being an electrical engineer? And then, I mean, these are two opposite businesses and two opposite ways of living. Um, why? Uh, well, I was always looking for, I guess, a side hustle, something to do. Uh, I discovered the whiskey, uh, fell in love with it. It was a natural for me, being being a foodie and seeing how the flavors went. So when I started, uh, you know, my first thought was doing uh, pairings, how to, how to pair this with food. And some people would say, oh, you can't pair whiskey, and, and it's maybe 50-50, but it's really taken off. And people are realizing, yeah, it is. And um, coming back to women, when you add food to the equation, there's typically... At a show, whiskey uh, tasting, you have maybe 30% women. At a dinner, it's easily 50% women. Uh, it's, it's more easily really? the women involved. Um, I always say the danger with food pairing with, with, with whiskey and food is that um, that whiskey starts going down really easy. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Now, Doug, you know, it's interesting to me, you know, we talked about this before we got on the show and the fact that every cowboy movie out there, right, always had the saloon scene where the guy walked in, right, and he didn't order Merlot or Chablis, right? The guy, bartender, walked up and said, what do you want? He goes, whiskey, right? So, I mean, it's not something that's uncommon out there in the American space, but at the same point in time, you've now kind of put your arms around this and said, not only am I going to get excited about this, I'm going to promote it. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to share. Uh, that's, you know, what whiskey is. Whiskey's, it's not something you, you do alone. It's something that it, it means more when you share. It's how you make friends. It's how you, um, you have your camaraderie. It, it's, um, it, it's a social uh, drink. How, how many types of whiskeys are there? Because you see, you know, there's a certain amount, you know, the black label, the red label, and all different ones. How many whiskeys are out there? And how, how do you, tell which is a good whiskey is it by price or is it by the quality uh it's gonna be by the 
quality. Um, I mean, it's not it's not by price. So you know, your okay. price is based on supply and demand. Um, sometimes you'll do a tasting, and one of the cheaper bottles, like a thirty-five dollar bottle, might be the favorite over the hundred dollar bottle. Um, yeah. And so, because some people go by price, they, oh, because it's expensive, I'm going to get that one rather than go by the quality of it. And the reason I know that is because of Scotland. I come from England, and so it's never, it's not really the price of something just because it's expensive. It's, as you said, it's on demand. Whatever is on demand puts the price up. I didn't know that happened with whiskey as well. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, supply and demand. There's a we do some tastings where we you're taking on bottles from. Uh, distilleries that are no longer in existence, which um, they, they've had found barrels from. Um, some of that can be very good and some of it's not so great and it can be very expensive because, you know, there's not so much of it around. No, absolutely. No, I'm talking in industry here. I did a little bit of uh, digging, which I always do before I get into, uh, you know, the subject matter on the show. And I discovered that last year, whiskey alone in the United States did 18.6 billion with a B. In business, Douglas, this is not a lightweight industry we're talking about here. And no, and, and there's constantly new uh, new people coming along trying to start their own distilleries or, or start their own brands. Um, and there are a lot of there's a lot of people who source their whiskey. They they buy it from other big distillers who who make it. Um, and there's no problem with that. There's nothing wrong with uh, sourced whiskey. So, I mean, there's these big companies uh, who make it. They know what they're doing. A lot of times it's your craft distiller who makes a more expensive product, but they're trying to, you know, catch up and 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 uh perfect what the big guys have already done. But the smaller guys always has a little bit more craft, a little bit more uh maybe creativity. We always call it, you know, the art of whiskey. It's just um artisticness to try new things to create new flavors. Yeah, you chose to put your arms around whiskey. And, of course, there's gin out there, right? And there's bourbon and there's scotch and there's the epitomization. You walk into a Costco today and you must have 12 different bottles of vodka, right, on the shelves because it seems like vodka is being uh, much more proliferated. Uh, why is it that you kind of put your arms around and said, hey, buddy, this is this is the game. This is where I'm going to stick. Uh, so whiskey, it's typically more flavorful. So now let's back up. You said bourbon, scotch. So whiskey is the superset. Your scotch, your bourbon, those are all whiskeys. Anything which is fermented from grain, then distilled, then matured. Uh, that's basically what a whiskey is. And then, so in the distillation process, always, um, it cannot be distilled past 80 proof. If you distill it too much, you know what happens? You get vodka. Uh, but so, so part, part of the, the, the deal with the whiskey is they limit how highly it can be distilled so that the raw products that go into the still are detectable on the other side. So the types of grains you're using, um, just like make, so basically whiskey is beer, which has been distilled and then matured where cognac is, is cognac brandy is grapes, which has been, you know, uh, fruits been distilled and then matured. So you know, whiskey is to beer as, as cognac is to wine. You can think of it that way. Um, and so basically, yeah, I mean, so it's it's artistic. There's a lot that goes into it. You have the, the brewing, everything goes into making beer from your types of grains, the roasting levels, of the grains being used, uh, then the distillation. And there's there's better distillation or worse distillation. Um, you know, like old Poldney has these short fat stills, not doing as good of a job. 
that's okay. It's it's a that's their style of whiskey. It's a more robust, you know, um, a more robust uh, whiskey, such as you know you have your light beers, your more um, smoother beers, and you have your your more flavorful beers. They're not ones wrong. That's just different. And so you, you know, we got to move to our first break here, uh, Doug. Uh, I don't know about you, Nanon, but I kind of like that word "robust whiskey." I think we got And actually, that goes into my question: is how does a woman who does who has a little probably lighter taste than men, how does she choose a whiskey? How does she know? Like, I would be a newcomer to whiskey because I never drink it. How would I know which one to to choose, which would probably try to be a lighter one, not so heavy because they're quite strong? I understand. Maybe they're not. Mm -hmm. Don, hold that thought. Hold that question. Doug, you work on the answer while we go to a break, okay? Okay. We're going to take a quick break here. You listen to the Business Buzz with Frank Hellring live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Well, I don't know how many seniors drink out there, but I got a feeling a few do. Uh, But uh, if you have a product or a service and you want to put it in front of about a million eyeballs of this magazine, which has been around since 2016, and they sport on the cover every single time they publish an A-lister star, actor or actress, or some famous personality that has reached the age of 55 and above. How about William Shatner? How about Dolly Parton? How about Clint Eastwood? Can you imagine what the social media following is of stars like that? Well, would you want to be on the pages of a magazine that had their face on the cover? I'm telling you right now, go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. You'll get a pop-up box. They'll ask you for your email address. I realize it's sophomoric. It's antiquated, but that's the way they do it. They're very relational. And you can talk about an eighth-page ad, a quarter-page ad, a half-page ad, or a full-page ad like I have got. And so does Voice America. So go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today and find out how how to get involved in one of the biggest marketplaces, $3.5 trillion of disposable earnings right now in their hot little purses and their wallets. So we'll be right back after we have this incredible break of two and two. So our advertisers have a chance to take a look at you with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 
That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Frank Cowering on Business Buzz with my incredible hostess with the mostest, Navon DeVere DeRosa. We're the dynamic business duo of small business, and we've got Douglas Smith with us today, a whiskey aficionado. And right before we went to break, Ninon, you had a very penetrating question. Yeah, I was asking, uh, I'm trying to remember it now. <laughs> you remember it, Doug. But no, I was asking women why women... Um, how you choose a whiskey as a woman because a woman has a lighter palate than a man and a man is more used to drinking whiskey because it's more of a man's drink or was more of a man's drink. So what happens now? How does a woman order a whiskey that will suit her palate? So, you know, this is going to be uh, anybody who's a beginner whiskey drinking drinker who started. Um, it, you don't want to, to pigeonhole women with a specific type of palate. So for, for, there are whiskeys that are lighter. So you start with blends. A blend, it, basically what that means is you have a um, a column distilled uh, whiskey. which So the column distilling distills it more highly, so it gets a lighter, more fruity. The reason blends... Are more popular because so blend is this little bit lighter whiskey with the more robust flavorful blended with the malt whiskey so the malt whiskey tends to just uh, have a more of a stronger flavor like going from your light beer to your darker beers and so you're developing the palate so you start with with blends um you know your duars your 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 johnny walkers uh, which are very popular because they're blends uh then and so yeah they're going to be lighter uh, sweeter easier to 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 a palate, uh, then you can then you move on to there's other like a Glimmerangi, which is a uh, has some of the tallest stills, and so they're um, by having the taller still, they're doing a little bit better job. They have a lighter liquid, uh, but then they're very big on wood finishes, and so they they do a lot of a lot of cask management. It's incredible how much they go for that, and so the flavor if you have a lighter, more delicate liquid like you have from Glimmerangi, which is an incredible uh, whiskey. Um, the the quality of the wood is going to be more sensitive because the yeah. liquid's a bit lighter. 
That's a terrific answer because you just put something into my head, which I'm going to put into your head now, that if they start advertising these blends and these lighter whiskies, they're going to get more women to drink it because I think women are a little afraid, oh, I don't know if I can take that. So I think if with these blends and people can now understand with a blend, it's a lighter, smoother taste. Um, now, on that, I wanted to talk about you have a uh, you have a bar in San Francisco or you have a club or what do you have in san francisco douglas well i got a nice little community bar called shovels bar and grill incredible kitchen there uh incredible um craft beer selection of the local uh, craft uh, craft breweries and then a nice little kitchen with a lot of great food which is um great to have with with the beer and the uh the whiskeys and incredible eclectic kind of a selection of whiskeys uh that you know from around the world um and so yeah i I have people there all the time for doing whiskey tastings. They're doing a, a functions events, um, and just yeah, it's a great little community bar to gather and, and uh, enjoy yourself. You know, Tanan, you were you, uh, you definitely kind of birthed an interesting concept and idea here, and the fact that uh, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, we had that old axiom, right? You know, two martini lunch, right? Uh -huh. uh, and, and maybe, you know, from the aspect uh, along the lines of this whiskey being a little bit more palatable for women and women becoming about 20% uh, of the entire small business community out there. So, ladies, if you're listening to me right now, maybe we're talking about moving you from a two martini lunch to a two whiskey lunch. But along these lines, not only do you have a bar, Douglas, but you have decided to take this to the streets, have you not? I mean, you actually are doing physical shows where you're doing like wine tasting with whiskey. I'd be very curious to know right now how many women are coming by uh, getting that sampling. So at the whiskey festivals, uh, we call them whiskey shows, whiskey festivals, uh, similar to uh, wine tasting, except it's with whiskey. Um, you have maybe 30% uh, women there. It's, it's always uh, a demographic we're trying to get uh, build on. But when we do our whiskey pairing dinners, when the food's involved, you usually have 50% women involved. And so you add that, you know, that complexity there. Um, uh, and, it, it, and I always say it's a little bit dangerous pairing whiskey with food because that whiskey starts going down really easy. Oh, that's that could be trouble. But also something else that I noticed that what you do, you know, you said before when we started the show was something about food. Were you in the food business, or because you seem to have this connection with having food and whiskey and sort of putting them together and making it like a like a dinner, supper, uh, you know? Uh, well, I've always I've always been a foodie. I've always in, enjoyed uh, food. Um, you know, yeah, uh, good, good dining. And so it's just uh, natural for me to, uh, when, when I started reading the notes uh, about whiskey, talking about all the, the detailed notes, all these flavors that are in, in these, um, these whiskeys. And it's like, mm -hmm. really? Because I, before that time, it's just, you, you drink the whiskey, you shoot it because, you know, college days, <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, but then you, you realize, oh, wow, you, you approach it in a different aspect. And that's for when people say, oh, I don't like whiskey. It's like, oh, because you never learned how to drink it. you got to approach it. If you look for all those flavors, you're, you're testing it. You're tasting it a few drops at a time so it can mm -hmm. open up and you can get all these, you know, the caramels, the vanillas, the, the nutmeg, the, the cinnamon, the, um, the the tar. The one funny thing about whiskey is a lot of things that you wouldn't want to drink, but if you use that flavor in a whiskey, kind of a tar, um, like, yeah, it's good. It's a good flavor in a whiskey. Um, so so the, the fact is, You've got to pay attention. You've got to use. You've got to be in tune with your senses, 
That's uh, interesting to, you said that, Douglas, because I remember when I was back in Washington, D.C. one time with the National Federation of Independent Businesses, I went out to a local bar with a bunch of Latino regional directors of the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and they brought out this little bottle. I mean, it bottle. I mean, it looked like a Crown Royal bottle, right? And mm-hmm. it was this really elegant uh, tequila. And they passed out these snifters, right? And and when I got my snifter, it was like I needed a microphone or a, mic, a microscope to see what was in the bottom of the glass. They didn't pour that much, right? And then they came to the salute, right? I made the mistake of chugging that thing. I lost all feeling from my neck all the way to my chest. These guys are over here sipping and laughing at me hysterically, right? So there's a way to drink, isn't there? Is there a way to drink with whiskey? Sounds to me like that's the case. Well, absolutely. So the glass you use, just like wine, the shape of the glass is important because it'll uh, deliver the aromas to your nose differently. You can take a whiskey and and, um, put in different styles of glasses, and it might taste differently uh, in the different glass because, you know, when you plug your nose, you will get a different different flavor. You know, it's like when we were kids, you plug your nose and you're eating the, the spinach and stuff you didn't like. Same thing. You eat it. <laughs> you're drinking wine, food, anything. If you plug your nose, it will affect the, the taste. You have a lot more receptors in your in your nose, your olfactory. So, so the first thing is you you get the aromas, you smell it, but um, but you don't want to get that ethanol. So small pours are nice. If you get a big pour, you know, and two ounces of whiskey, you got to sit it, let it sit there for quite a while to let all the ethanol evaporate, which will burn you. So the small little pours, they open up quicker. Uh, adding water to it can break it down and also open it up, uh, get more more aromas. Uh, but yeah, a few drops at a time, and that's how now. What's this about ice? You know, we put ice in whiskey, we put ice in everything. So this ice is one thing, but what is this about the ball of ice? And I've seen this happen that some people order something, a whiskey mostly, and they say, "I want a ball of ice," which is a round ball of ice. Do you know anything about that, Douglas? So if you have crushed ice or smaller pieces of ice, you have more yeah. surface area, right? So it's going to melt faster. Um, yeah. So when you're adding that water to it, you're changing the flavor. So with, with a, a bigger a cube or um, the bowl of ice, less surface area, it's going to chill it. Um, and so the chilling has effects. I'll get into that in a bit. But it's going to melt more slowly, right? And so as it melts, as water is added to it, it keeps changing. So you can now sip it slowly. You can enjoy the different um, different qualities and different um, different concentrations of water or different concentrations of alcohol will then um, will uh, predicate or will emphasize different flavors or aromas. Well, it so dilutes it, doesn't it? It will yeah, so dilute it, it. It does dilute it. Um, so typically, as it gets as the alcohol gets lower, you'll get more flavors. So why wouldn't you just want to dilute it to start with? Because at different alcohol strengths, it's going to emphasize different different characteristics that make it differently. I mean, there are there are some companies like Heaven Hill where they're using the same distillate and they have a whole different line of products that are based on the alcohol level, the age, but it's all the same juice, but it's a different brand because of, yeah, the alcohol content, the age of it, maybe where it was in the Rick House. And so all of these will affect the flavor. 
I think it's fascinating, don't you, Frank, how the how this is all put together. I never really got into this. And Douglas, thank you so much for helping us and helping our audience. And of course, Voice America bringing this out and presenting it. And would you call yourself a small business? Because that's what we really go on with our program is a small business. Are you categorized as a small business? Because you seem to have a very large collection of whiskey. Yeah, well, well, I'm not a large <laughs> business yet. We're still working on that. But yes, I would definitely be a small business. You know, okay. what's interesting, Douglas, is I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, one of my favorite drinks, and I never gave any much thought to it, is a whiskey sour. And you know what's interesting oh. is a lot of bars really muck that up. Why is that? You know, when I was on the East Coast, whiskey sours, I'll tell you, you ask a bartender for a whiskey sour, you got a whiskey sour. I get to the West Coast, right? And, so, and even some high-end places, and they really muck it up. Why is that? They don't know how to make it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I do like the whiskey sour. I like the egg whites there, the uh, the froth, the texture it creates to that. It is fun to do a whiskey sour for uh, if you're uh, teaching like a cocktail class. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't do, which which is fun, is add bitters to the whiskey sour. So I like to make the whiskey sour. We taste it. Uh, without the bitters, you add the bitters, that adds a, a whole depth to it. Um, and that's not common to add bitters to your whiskey sour, but it should be tried. Now, let me uh, ask you a question. I, I, I don't from know. our standpoint of view and, you know, distribution of whiskey, what percentage of whiskey makes up, say, daily receipts in any average tavern in America? Oh, you know, those are numbers I do not know. I mean, the, oh boy, you sound like my orcas, but that's a political show. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the vodka is very popular. People, I mean, that's always a, a big seller. Um, but I think the the whiskey is going to be um, you're going to be vodka, whiskey, uh, um, tequila, um, gin. Gin's probably the lower numbers. But you know what? Um, yeah, I, I don't quote me on that. I haven't. Uh, my my focus has been, you know, the, the next pairing dinner. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. Another favorite drink of mine is 7-7, seven, seven, right? Seagram 7 and 7. I got that from my dad. That was one of his favorite drinks other than a Manhattan, which I never had a Manhattan because that's pure booze, <laughs> as you well know. But <laughs> yeah. along this line and whatnot, what are the pairings? Let's use that term. A pairings of mix with whiskey. I mean, sometimes people put it with water, like not I was talking about with just some ice. Uh, but I mean, what are the what are the kind of like the common uh, mixes that go along with whiskey that it'll really accentuate the product? I mean, for, for pairing with the uh, foods, so so that I mean, that's a lot of fun um, for okay, okay start with the rye whiskey. I, rye whiskeys kind of have a vegetable quality um, um, to, to it, or um, a um, and so I, I beets and asparagus salad actually go very good with the rye whiskeys. I always have a rye whiskey with um, our vegetable courses at, at the dinners. Um, people might not think about that. Um, rye whiskey goes in with a vinaigrette of blue cheese. Uh, the the mm. flavor just worked there. Um, a fun, a fun pairing: bourbon and pineapple. Just, I'm there's it's kind of a um, of an opposite, I guess. So you have the acidity, the sweetness, um, and they go really good. Fruit, actually, blueberries quite often go great with different uh, scotches or malts. Um, so there's, I, yeah, there's just a. It's a lot of fun. Cheese, love cheese with a uh, um, with a whiskey. People so you're telling me that it literally could be a horn of plenty, 
It could end up being an after-dinner drink, right? Or something mm -hmm. along the lines of a port, if properly, you know, positioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. In any any well, any time of the day, from from your salary. Well, definitely for old doves. Definitely. For I'm not going to replace my orange juice, Douglas. Nice suggestion, but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Unfortunately, we got to move to another break here. You're listening to Business Buzz live. With Frank Hellring and Anand Devere DeRosa, we're the dynamic business duo of the Voice America family. And I want to take a couple of minutes to talk to you a little bit about Voice America. Let me say this to you. You're hearing my voice right now because I'm prefacing a break to a two-minute commercial run of firms that believe in what we're doing here over almost the last four years. And if you know a little bit about Voice America, Voice America is 22 years old, reaches 110 nations around this globe, has about 3.5 million listeners at any one given business day, listening to hundreds of shows with hosts across five networks. And I'm telling you right now, the virtual world is going to become your world sooner than later. That smartphone that you've got in your hands is a communications platform, not just for texting and making phone calls. You are going to start having a lot of advertising. If you run by malls and things like that, you'll get nearbys from Google. Bomb popping up on your phone. A little bit aggravating, but guess what? That's where marketing is going. So if you are a product or a service out there, you'd like to get alongside a very popular headliner show, Business Buzz and Business Watching. You'd like to have my voice promote you right now before we go to a commercial break. You need to go to 877 number 3 N O W B U Z. That's 877 number three, N O W B U Z, or go to my now brand spanking new live website, which contains Business Buzz and also Finding Certainty, two shows that are owned by Certainty Global, which is a company that I own. Go to Certainty, C E R T A I N T Y, team, T E A M dot com. There, Click on About, you'll see my face underneath the directors, and then go to Media, and you'll see the show. Let me tell you something right now. You'll also go past the Magnificent Seven, which is a lot of relationships that we have in certainty that could equate over to your bottom line, because if you've got a product or a service that saddles up or comes alongside or enhances what we're doing, we're definitely going to talk to you about that. So go to Certainty, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y-T-E-A-M.com today. Find out how you can become an advertiser and become closer and become a part of the business buzz business watch family and get the dynamic business duo working for you well we've been mixing it up with douglas smith Ninon, right by my side we're going to be right back in two and two after our advertisers have a chance to take a look at you with more buzz for your business moda business solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings we let you the business owner focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services cash is king and we strive to put more cash into your pocket moda business solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services connecting you with trending companies are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. 
At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-Buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your hey, voice matters. Now, the segment of the show known as Business Watch, where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, our listening live audience out there, to call in live to the show. So pick up the phone and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can be live on Business Watch and learn a whole lot more about whiskey than you could possibly imagine. Well, we are now joined by Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller, our fabulous publicist who puts this show together today. How you doing, Dr. Andrea? Well, I'm doing wonderful. And I had the pleasure of, I've known Doug now for a couple of years. We originally met at Lee Steinberg's Super Bowl party. And uh, then this year I flew out and assisted them with the Art of Whiskey tasting that was last Thursday night. And what a beautiful experience that Doug and his partner, Sean Starr, and other partners that they had put together. It was a beautiful venue. Um, They had all the tables and vendors um, have their displays out. And when you taste a whiskey, you know, like some, I think some people think that you're tasting something and like you get a cup like this, like you get a shot that no, you'd have a whole bunch of drunk people by the end of the night. You literally get what I sales. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, true. What, what I referenced was it looks more like um the lid of a water bottle, you know, and then you, you you literally and it's and then there was a gentleman there that they had had come in who was teaching us how to put the whiskey in our mouth, how to let it 
um, you know, go around in our mouth to, to be able to taste and feel the nodes in your mouth. And then how to even the breathe, your breath, it changes the scope of how the whiskey tastes and how we swallowed it. And, you know, and, and then they talked a little bit more about palate with the food pairings. Um, so like what, you know, whether you're going to have it as a pre-meal during the meal, whether it's, you know, with veal or chicken or steak, and then what kind of desserts. And um, I tasted a dessert whiskey that was my absolute favorite because I am super into super sweet stuff. And this was called s'mores. And it, it was, um, it tasted like a s'more. I mean, all I needed was a little bit of cracker for the crunch because the chocolate and marshmallow taste was already there. And um, it was really funny because when I went around and was asking people which one I should taste because I wanted to limit myself because I was driving and photographing and taking pictures and, you know, and and um, I, I wanted to make sure I, I was limited my alcohol intake. I had the majority of people tell me that I should try the s'mores and it was quite lovely. So it, that's different though. I mean, obviously you wouldn't necessarily want a s'mores with your, you know, Caesar salad, but <laughs> you know, another aspect of whiskey. And I was just thinking about this, uh, Douglas, is that when I had like implant implant, you know, dental implant, uh, uh, stuff going on, you know what the dentist recommended the, the surgeon, he said, get some whiskey and swish it around your mouth, you know, and it took away the pain and it also helped with the healing. That was kind of interesting. No, yeah. There, yeah, there's an ana uh, like a antiseptic kind of nature to whiskey too, isn't there, Douglas? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, high, you know, forty percent alcohol at least, right? So, oh, well, then there you go. Yeah. So you just put some on your hands, and then we would have called it COVID COVID clean, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, if you get, if you get the one forty through. Yeah, there's another aspect of, um, you know, the whiskey that um, I just wanted to bring up to the audience as well is how I know about whiskey and business prior to meeting Doug is that whiskey has been a gift often used when someone's either opening up a new office, inviting in a new partner, um, thanking a new client for coming in, um, also when someone's retiring or when they're moving. So whiskey tends to be uh, something of, of significance of honor, especially on the, the age or the type of the whiskey. However, now that I've learned about these whiskey tastings and these whiskey festivals, they can be tied on to any business to help increase traffic and traffic flow both ways. So the people at a regular business event would now be maybe interested in tasting whiskey and could be a potential new client. And then if it's also sold as a whiskey tasting, the whiskey tasting people come in and now they're checking out the other products and services that are attached to the whiskey tasting. So it's a really great pairing in business as well that I had never considered before. And now Douglas and I are talking about how we can, you know, bring that together for some other clients of mine and, and maybe my own stuff as well, uh, including, you know, for nonprofits. And this is creates an experience that's different than the traditional nonprofit fundraising dinners that can tend to be, you know, very you know, customary, you come in, you talk, you sit, you eat dinner, you watch an entertainer, but the whiskey tasting is engaging and fun. It's a beautiful experience. Well, I think what I'm you not saying this would happen, Douglas, but it kind of birthed the thought in my head, you know, when she's talking about all these incredible events, uh, obviously people that abuse anything, right, get into situations where they could become alcoholics, right? 
So mm-hmm. I doubt very seriously you would want AA in the parking lot with bullhorns when you were doing events or something like that to dissuade people from doing attendance. So how would you deal with something like that? Uh, there's one out of 10 people who probably shouldn't be drinking. Um, it's very it's very good to, to be aware of these people. Um, these people from AA, they have a discipline that I will never have or never have to have. Okay, so I very, I very much respect these people. Um, they have a different, there's nothing bad about them. They have a different DNA, a different makeup of who they are. And it, it's, it's just, you know, the, the, uh, the, it's not their fault. It's just uh, the DNA. Well, I mean, there's some people are born in a way to where they just can't handle it. Some people uh, develop it because they abuse it along the way. So it's very important to, to teach, you know, their responsibility. It's very important for kids to know that this alcohol will kill you, right? It'll kill you. Uh, and so that's one thing I didn't know as a kid. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, what's the most important to teach these young kids is, is um, it'll kill you. So you, you so I'm thinking it. that you would probably have some type of policing at your events to make sure that an occurrence like that does not happen. Yeah, you know, we, we, we keep an eye on people. We, you know, we see people who don't know what they're doing or abusing it. Yeah. You, you, you escort them say, Hey, maybe time to have some water. Uh, sometimes you do have to get people, um, uh, you know, the cab or Uber to go home. But overall, it's, it's very surprising the number of people there, the people who are there who are there for the purpose of learning, to, you know, exposing the palate and, and to the flavors. And so we, in general, we tend to have a, a, a refined, respectable crowd. I actually had um, a, a, a friend of mine who wanted to come, who is an AA and very supportive of AA and, and is an advocate for other people who was um, interested in coming because, you know, he's not going to drink and he's okay with the fact that other people do. So not everybody can be around that environment, but there are some people who can be. And so I love that um, th- those two organizations can work hand in hand to support each other. So, and support you know, the- you know I was thinking, you know, that gig that you've got going with the Ahern Hotel in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, right? Yes. Douglas, have you ever done an event in Vegas, which happens to be probably the whiskey promoting capital of the world? Well, there you go. Well, the fancy well, you mentioned that. that. Well, that's we where just, we were we just, with the we Art just, of Whiskey. Yeah, the Art of Whiskey. And uh, was yes, in Vegas. Uh, uh, the Ahern uh, Hotel would be a lovely place to do one of those. Well, so. Nanan's got Absolutely. some pretty, pretty incredible, uh, you know, spokes of the wheel going in there right now. So, yeah, uh, well, I know uh, the sun. Um, I know um, the sun quite well. And uh, yeah, yeah, we they hosted Lee Steinberg's party this year as well. I didn't yeah. go this year. We had so many parties to go to. Um, a, a million Dollar Mingle was going on as well the same day. And I was partied out. So I made some decisions this year to um, and didn't go to Lee's. I've gone to Lee's party the last three years. And I would have liked to have gone. I just uh, needed to give myself a break from parties. Well, <laughs> you know, we have we had many parties, obviously, over the because of the football game. But yes, Douglas, it would be fabulous for you to come out here and, and present yourself. And if I can help you in any way um, to to get a venue or to wherever you want to be, um, I'm there to help you. Absolutely. But um, what I wanted to ask you, Douglas, is um, is somebody coming into the business of what you're doing? How hard would it be? And I always like the younger generation to get into the business. How do you start by getting into this business? Because it's a it's a fabulous business, fascinating business, and a lot of learning. I mean, into the business of doing whiskey tastings, or into the business of creating well, a distillery, or or your own product. Well, the, of what you're doing, of what you're uh, doing. How? Because you yeah, went from it, one to another. It, 
just it's just a passion and you start doing tastings you um or i don't know sometimes you get hired by me to to run events for me then um right because yeah i just oh. all myself so i have people that that i network with in different cities different places uh when i need some, you know um, somebody to conduct a tasting because yeah basically i get i get con contacted by people from from all over um so yeah i'm always busy building up my network of people who um i can send out and who can do the tastings for me they you know can then of course build their own their own following you, you you become an influencer you get your uh your instagram your facebook accounts uh you start reviewing whiskeys for companies um so just, would would you say that the tasting the it seems to be in these tasting parties the most important thing of your business so people get to um know what the what what it is you have so I'm just, I'm just, I'm, yeah, you go to the, you go to tastings, you do your, your own research, you do, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a hands-on. It's, it's fairly easy to learn. Things are easy to learn when you have a, an enthusiasm for it. You start absorbing the information, you read the details of the whiskeys, you start learning about, um, you know, the science and, and, you know, the art that goes into making the whiskeys, the, where the flavors come from. Um, and, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a natural development. There's, there's um different courses out there. There's the uh, the masters of whiskeys who have their uh their their courses in order to you become kind of the equivalent of a sommelier for uh, for the whiskey. Um, that's the one I support. Uh, is put together by all the masters of whiskeys uh, from regional Diageo. Um, some great programs. And there's yes, things. Well, Douglas, we're moving here. towards the end of the show. I want to make sure you've got several links we want to get out there to our listening audience in the Voice America world. Uh, so go ahead and do that right now. How do people get in touch with you, Doug? Uh, so I can be found online at the whiskeyedu.org. Uh, it's always, you know, uh, the Art of Whiskey, we seem to show up also, uh, Art of Whiskey events. Uh, but basically, the, the Whiskey Education Foundation or whiskeyedu.org. Outstanding. Dr. Andrea, who put this fabulous guest on our show today, please give your contact information. TheRedCarpetConnection.com, TheRedCarpetConnection.com, or 419-722-6931, 419-722-6931. Now, if you want to meet a fabulous publicist who's got about 75,000 people on her contact list, <laughs> then you need to get with Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller. Ninon! Fabulous lady, yeah. co-hostess of this show. What an amazing lady you are. How do people Thank get Thank you so you? much. Thank you very much. That's wonderful. Yes, I am. I reside in uh, Las Vegas. You can reach me at um, NDT Network, which will be on YouTube, Facebook, all over. It's that easy. Outstanding. Well, I'll tell you what, Douglas, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. You're now an official alumni of Business Buzz and Business Watch. About four hours from now, after we professionally edit this show by our, my marvelous team over in Phoenix at Voice America Corporate, we'll have it out to you. And Dr. Andrea, will get it up and out. We call it the buzz factor for a good reason, because we're going to get it out to social media and influencers that really represent your interests in that whiskey world out there. And thank you for listening in to Business Buzz today. If you would like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free, 877-3-NOWBUZ, or go to my live landing page, website, certainty, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y, live, L-I-V-E, dot net. That'll take you straight to the show page at... Uh, Voice America. And then if you want to go to the big website, you go to Certainty Team, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y 
team, T-E-A-M.com. Hit about, you'll see my mug there, but then go over to media and you'll see the show. And I'm telling you something right now, you, the listening audience, make it happen. Now almost four years on Voice America, headlining the business network. Ninon and I, the dynamic business dude, will be back with you next week with the buzz factor of your business, which we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more fabulous guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.